hear me complain. Thank you for tuning into Orioles Uncensored, the official Orioles podcast of the Ball Hogs Radio Network. We switched up the intro today because guess what? It, in fact, everything does suck. <laughs> everything involving anything with the Orioles sucks. Maybe except for Manny Machado. He has yet to kind of suck, but everything else. Everything else about the Orioles s- sucks. Yeah. And it. Right now, we're, we've lost six of the last eight. We find ourselves five and a half games out of first. Mm-hmm. Third place. Third place. Two games out of the wild card. We f- we fell fast. We fell hard. But before we go on, talking about everything sucks, let me first say we are we are recording from the Soldier Fit Studios, which high, does, high above the fort in Gaithersburg. Which does not suck. Which does not suck. And we are brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings, which also, in fact, does not suck. <laughs> Um, we were out there on Saturday night for the uh, UFC event for our Salt guys. They who did a great job. It was a uh, great turnout. Um, let me tell you a little bit about before we get in. Speaking of everything sucking, me and Adam, who I do bogs with, left the UFC event before the main card. And why would you ever do that? Because I was dog tired. <laughs> I was dog dog tired. So you didn't get to see the knockout. I was up at six a.m. and did not see the knockout. Hmm. I don't even re- trifling. I don't even remember watching that much fighting. Mostly was just talking to Adam and I was talking to uh, MJ, who's our producer for Ball Hogs. Mm-hmm. There wasn't much focusing on the fighting. There was a bunch of guys talking about fighting, and I was just blending in through a comment in every once in a while, like, "Yeah, he does have a good jab." Man, what great a- takeout defense. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah, there's no way a wrestler can beat a fighter, or whatever it was. Blah blah blah. So, but overall, was a uh, had a great time out there. Those guys did a great job. We. Are gonna be out there tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're not gonna have an event. It's just gonna be me and you eating at, in fact, eating at B Dubs. Yep. But uh, if you're ne- if you're in Gaithersburg, uh, in that area, and you want to come to Buffalo Wild Wings, come for a drink. Come food. for a drink. It your your drink will be your first drink will be on us. Yeah. We might even buy you some food. It depends how we're depends how we're feeling. Stop by. But now we got that out of the way. Let's get into it. Let's get back to the world of sucking. When did it, when did everything suck so bad? And why? And how did how did we get to how do we get out of how do we get to this point well i can tell you how we got to I th- it i think it's a, i think it finally i think it finally just hit us hit us all at once i think i think we have been we've had a band-aid over this for such a long time and now i think it, it finally question for you is what's happening now the team that we have now is this more like the team we are or was the team we were playing like more like the team we are I think this is. I think this is probably the team that we are supposed to be. That's that's it's a little, what I, it's a little bit of a cop, but I, 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 I no, I'm saying, I'll buy I'm, that. I, mean, I, I buy I think, that. I think this is what this is what you're kind of like expecting last year. This is what and we. Then, this is what we expected last year that never happened. Yes, the one run games when they were winning last year, we're not doing it this yeah, year. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, the just well, the, that's the thing is we talked about last year. I think we talked about it even at the beginning of this year before the season started that. The one-run games and even the extra inning games, to mm-hmm. to an extent, weren't going to happen. Especially the one, the extra inning games was obviously a fluke, but that's fine. The one-run games were like the real thing, mm-hmm. the real thing that you looked at last year. And you're like, there's, there's not going to happen. That's just there's too many things that can't happen for that for to have a record that good again. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just they're just playing bad baseball. You yeah, know? they're doing. And, a, and, and I don't know. And I don't know if 
if if Johnson didn't blow those what five or six saves, yeah, I, I don't think we'd be, be we would be looking at it as such a dramatic change because I think those five wins really would. Well, have he helped blew us out. like what like three saves in a row at one yeah. point, and then and then yeah, but they're just playing bad. Plus, like, I don't say you know it's it's tough to say when you talk about closers and Johnson that. If he didn't do those saves, we'd have this many more wins. Because every closer eventually blows saves. Yeah. Trust me, this how bad we're playing. This would be a lot worse if, you know, the, maybe the greatest closer of all time didn't blow a save. I'm just I'm just comparing it from last year. Last yeah. year when he was in Fuego, he, he you could literally go out there blindfolded and, and get True. three outs. This True. year he's he's it's that's not the case. No. Every you can say that you have confidence in Johnson and, and you know all the more power if you do, but he gets out there and even the ones he hasn't blown, he's given up two hits. Mm-hmm. So so where so so like you said, where does this come from, or where did it come from? What what happened to the Orioles where where you're, you're where they're going out there? You're not as confident as we as we were, let's say, a couple weeks back. Like what, well, what has a couple what things? Has made that? I think one, the bullpen you can already tell is is being overused. Okay, some of those guys who were dominant last year are still pitching very well, but they seem to be giving up runs. Like you know, even guys like O'Day who are great seem to be giving up runs of of, mm-hmm. of recent. Um, Obviously, the starting pitching more than anything. Mm-hmm. You're, getting, you're not even be able to get through the sixth inning. You know, it's funny because uh, when Feldman pitched, you know, Thorne was Bordick were talking about how they got Feldman because he, you know, he's a, he's a veteran. He can go deep in games, and that's one of the things that they need. Literally, like I don't think he got a, a batter out the next four batters <laughs> after they said, and he was out in the fifth inning. You're just like, uh. but when you don't have a frontline starting pitcher, you're gonna run. You you can go through these type of streaks mm-hmm. where. You know, you have bad pitching performance, you know, have consistently bad pitching performances. Hopefully Chen is back tonight and can write the ship a little bit, but it's funny because they the pitch so bad now that people have now vaulted Y Chen to this status of like he, the savior. Yeah, like our number one starter. He's back actually and- Chen actually got better by being hurt somehow. Yeah. Because everyone else kind of stunk around him. They're like, Well, Chen, he'll fix it. I'm like He's just a Chen's a guy. Well, because right now, right now, uh, fans are are reaching for something that, to to grab a hold on to turn this whole thing around I, to that I, positive I, note. I agree with you one hundred percent. At this point, they just need something to. They need to. They need a win. We we need a win. Yeah, and we don't need. And the Yankees win helped, but even that, you felt like you got, you know, you got out of that one mm-hmm. barely, with you know the Adam Jones home run. But it seems like I mean, like yesterday when. Uh, when the Orioles, were, I mean, Burton was pitching pretty well, and then he made that that dumb pitch, and then boom! All of a sudden, five two or whatever the whatever the score is, and all of a sudden five two, and then it and then it was then it got to about five four back to five four, and then it just get, went downhill again. But yeah. again, it, it, I think a couple. So we already said, <laughs> so this is how bad it's getting. We already said we noted the really pitching, which is still very good, but has started to give up runs of release. Yeah, the starting pitching. Which was is a suck fest, and it's going to be a suck fest when you guys when you have guys like Britain, who you want to depend on, but just aren't aren't dependable. When they're not getting past. And more, I think the most important thing that's led down us this path of where we are now is is hitting when it matters. It's like the 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 bats have somehow gone cold. I think it's either they're either three for twenty nine or six for twenty nine with uh with runners in scoring position. Okay, and. You're not. I mean, you're just not going to win. You're not going to win many games when you're batting three for twenty nine with runners in scoring position. No. So, and it just seems like they haven't got. You know, they they haven't seemed to got that getting that big hit that they were getting at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And this pitching staff is 
pretty much is what it is. So if the hitting isn't if the hitting's not there, you're you're not going to get a, a complete outing by your starting no, pitching. It's just well, not going to happen. We're not going to win games though. We're just not. If well, we don't which ha- is what's happening now, right? This team is built is you know is built on hitting. Yes. But you when know, you ha- but the but, pitching was supposed to be just good enough to get the to the, the hitting would make up for it. Uh-huh. When the hitting's not making up for it, and then the pitchers, you know, maybe overpitch a little bit. You know, when, when our pitchers overpitch, no good, no good is uh, is going to come of it. Actually, I saw a stat today: the Orioles have used thirteen starting pitchers this year already. Is that not a record? I don't, of some sort. I don't know. It's got to be close. It, it's not. It's, it's not trending in a positive direction. Before the All Star break, thirteen pitchers. Thirteen. Thirteen starting pitchers, pitchers have started have started a game. <sighs> That's bad. And I know they did. They called up. Uh, you know, Chen back. Britton got sent down. Mm-hmm. Gausman got sent down. Josh Stinson got called up with Chen, and Stinson was—he's actually started a game. I forgot he even—he started a game in Toronto this year, mm-hmm. but he's going to be the long man out of the pen tonight. But again, people—you know—and a, a lot of stuff hasn't gone right. The, the as of recent. Well, we and, and like the, I said, we know the pitching has been the issue, but, the but Gaussman, what about what about Brian Roberts coming back? Okay. Brian Roberts coming back. Going four for twenty-eight. He's four, yeah, four for twenty-eight. So it's that uh, be one for seven, which is it's like fourteen percent or something like Low. that. Low. But know, but the point is, f- we, th- we I mean we thought he, we thought him coming back would have sparked the offense. He was. A, you, know you, you, know, you know what you should have never done. What's that? You know what you should have never done. Should never take. Don't him. you say take out Flaherty? Should never take Flaherty's no, out. Come on. He was hitting three hundred when he uh, took him out. Now you have this guy who's betting, you know, sub one fifty. Get that. Now, the, the really, when we talked about this, you know, when we talked about what we were talking about on the show, I wasn't so much talking about Brian Roberts' struggle, which is, you know, he hasn't been playing a lot. It's going to take a while. Ex- for him. That is expected, though, for him, correct? <sighs> I don't know if 4 for 28 is well, expected. It, well, the question is, you like you, you asked the question last year, you said or last week, how long of a leash do you set for a guy like Brian well, guess Roberts? guess what? Whatever what? I said last week, I lied, because <laughs> the leash, that leash has already gotten much shorter much shorter, bit. so you don't think he, you don't think he can. But a week a is a but a week is a long time from when I said it to now. It's, uh-huh. You know, you get your he's gotten twenty something to bats during that time, and you're four for twenty eight. Can he play out of it? Sure, it's a it's a span of what five games. But how 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 long? I guess two things. How long do you let this go? And two, do you? I hope, and I don't know if, if this is the case. Will Buck have? The, I don't want to say guts is a tough word. But to just just like at some point look at Brian Roberts and go, sorry man, no, it's no, just, it's not there. No, dude, there's 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 no way he does that. I guess right now I'm not sure that you that his and, sample size is too small right now to do it. True, if I, I anything I, if there's a a possibility it'd be the end of August, beginning of September if he is not. Well, by then, if he doesn't turn around by then, we're we're screwed. If we're gonna wait to the end of August, forget that. I mean, at some point. I, is he going to bat four for twenty eight? No, no. But I think I, I, to be honest, I think you have to let you have to ride and die with Brian Roberts. You have to do it unless you're going to call someone up. You have to. You have to I ride and don't, die. With I, I, I mean, I guess I don't. I don't know why. I don't know why you have to. I yeah. mean, I mean, I don't know why you have to. Why? You, how long you have to sit with a guy batting one forty three? He's only been batting. Okay, tell me how many. Oh, I, that's, which was my, which was partially what I said last week with the leash. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm saying you're. I'm saying give him the give him the time, give him the at bats to at least get into a rhythm. You can't expect him to do anything 
28 at bats already in, uh, already after coming well, back. I don't know if you, you can get him in. Expect him to come. What is he going to bat? 500. Uh no. 10 for 28 maybe. Would 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 215 be too much to ask for? <laughs> okay. I'm asking this guy. I'm not asking this guy to be Yusuf Puig out here batting 44 for his first 100 bats, mm-hmm. but four for 28. It happens because it's not like his deep. Okay, if he's not hitting, then he doesn't bring anything than those other guys didn't bring. Because his defense isn't any better than Flaherty's. In fact, Flaherty's defense might be better. He's not any better than Casilla defensively. Mm-hmm. So if he's not hitting, then he's not any better. It's not like his, you know, it's not football where I need his leadership on the field. Yeah, well, you you still have to let him play. You you cannot pull. You cannot take him out of, out of the the field. I also don't have time for. Do I also don't have time for him to figure. How long do I wait? Can I wait for him to figure it out? I got. I, you know, we have less than. We talked about they're forty nine and forty two right now. So, doing the math, that's what ninety three games. No, nah, that math was terrible. Forty two and forty three is eighty five. No, forty nine. Forty nine. Oh. Fo- they played 90, 91 games. 91. Sorry. So you know they got. 70, 71 games left. Mm-hmm. You're more than halfway through the season. You give him at least half of it. So you give him 35 more games. You give him 35 more games. But if he doesn't figure it out, it, it at 30 at, with 35 at, games at, left, I don't. Have, that's not a lot of time for me to. It's hard to make up. It's hard to make you, up it, games it, with 35 games. But if left. you're if you're relying on Brian Roberts to be your savior, then the Orioles have no shot. I'm not relying on Brian Roberts to be my but savior. You're relying, but okay, so if he bats 215, 220, then that's fine. I'm not relying. I no. Listen, that's not fine either. The, okay, that was just. I, I just said that was better than 140. Okay, yes. I'm not relying on Brian Roberts to be my savior. I'm relying. I. But with that being said, I can't have an autumn. It's tough because not like Ryan Flaherty is not. Yeah, what's, what's he gonna do? I, oh well, he's. Bad. I just 300 for the pet. What? What's what I said? Then why take him out when he's at his peak? That's that was his peak. That was, we just we just missed Ryan Flaherty's peak of his but career. But he's been he was he's been DHing, so he's getting his his at bat. So he's not really taking the bat out of his hands. Well, like I, I guess my point is he if, made a dump, he made a stupid bases loader or, or whatever it was in the they the made the pitching change and everyone's on base. Here comes the rally, swings yeah. the first pitch, dope. Come on now, like that there, there's said, there's your three hundred hitter that's batting one ten or what? Yeah, I I understand. Listen, I I understand what you're saying, but at the same time. At some point, you have to look, you have to be. I hope that Buck can look Brian Roberts in the face and go, "It ain't happening," because we you can't you can't just hold off. You can't just have him up there, just hacking away at nothing. But what do you what are you going to do with him? Just bench him? You're yeah. Gonna, what does it matter? Sit. He hasn't been around for the last four years, anyways. It's not like I need to get my money out of him at this point. Brian Roberts is a sunk cost. Can you would you can you trade him or would you trade him if he if he is you could trade not performing hey, he, if you he, eat his contract and just say hey you wouldn't trade him because you because no you wouldn't get anything out of him you get maybe a minor leaguer maybe you could trade him it, probably wouldn't get anything you probably wouldn't need to trade him I don't know what you would get at what would it probably wouldn't be worth it because mm-hmm. he doesn't have that much I mean there's not that much baseball left in Brian Roberts all right well well, well at least I'm saying that. You get him to at least thirty games, at least. Let him play thirty games. You're saying that you want his sh- lease to be shorter. If he's not producing, probably, so thirty say, games total. So what are you saying? Tw- you got no, no, thirty from here. Thirty from here. Thirty from here. And what do you got? Fifteen from here. You give him. Th- so say he doesn't improve. He doesn't improve one iota. You're giving him thirty games. Thirty games from right now. If he doesn't get any better, even if he gets marginally better, you're gonna give him thirty more games of this, <laughs> so he can be like what ten for. But what do we ha- like? What do we? What do we have? We have. We do not know listen, that Flaherty's going to keep listen, up his, his bat al- or Casilla. Or- you're looking at it wrong, though. The alternative isn't what do we have. 
The alternative is I know what we have with Brian Roberts, and almost by by baseball standards, it can't get much worse. Short if you let pitchers bat, and he just never batted. <laughs> it couldn't get much worse than what he's doing right now. He's a pretty much an automatic out. I wouldn't go, he's an automatic, I wouldn't go that far. He's four for twenty eight. That's pretty much pretty <laughs> much damn close to being an automatic out. Did have a home run though out of that four. Yeah, well that was that was fun. <laughs> it was good to have him back. It's fun it listen, someone I think Ethan uh, you know, who writes for us tweeted out that baseball is just more fun. Orioles baseball is just more fun with Brian Roberts involved. When he, and it's true. You like seeing Brian Roberts out there because you know what he you know what he did when he was good. Mm-hmm. But he's not that good anymore, and I don't have patience for that. I don't. Have to, if we were the if we were the Chicago, not even the Chicago Cubs, if we were the Astros, and we you know we were way on twenty games and we didn't stand a chance of making the playoffs, mm-hmm. fine. All right. The Brian Roberts farewell tour would be fun. It'd be something, be something to watch. So then, how many games do you give him left? Then before, if nothing, if he doesn't improves, get any better. What do you What are you giving him from now on? I'll give cut him at fifteen games. All right. So you give him at fifteen. You I say th- cut him at thirty. Okay. We know he's struggling, but. Someone else that is struggling as well at the plate is is our crush is, is Davis. It's a little minor struggle. He's he's over his last eleven. Mm-hmm. But what you're seeing now in his swing that wasn't always there before was he has that long swing back, which he which he had last year mm-hmm. a lot, and you can just tell it's when he was on when he was. You know, I'm saying about a guy who has 33 home runs and 80 RBIs before the All Star break. And he's batting over three hundred in so, the home run derby. Yeah, so take this at what it's worth. <laughs> but you can just see recently he's 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 reaching for a lot of bad balls. He's swinging now, at bad pitches. Now, then now here now here's my question then to you. Then he, he wasn't an everyday starter last year. Okay, he's an everyday starter this year. Do you think that fatigue is playing a part in his batting swing recently? Because he's getting Ooh, to the All Star break. Good question. It's, just, is, his body just it has to be a little bit. I mean, a little bit. He just ha- he hasn't played or mentally not prepared. He hasn't played this much baseball at this level ever. Because even when he was at Texas, he was in and out of the minors mm-hmm. and he didn't play a lot at first base. You said last year he was DHing or he's playing on the field. He's kind of all over the place. Um, not that first base is really you know kills you, uh-huh. but um, I think his hot start and his continue start. It, there's, he's probably feeling the pressure a little bit. That he feels like he needs to kind of live up to that a little bit. Then, then, then here's my next question t- for you for that. So, fatigue. Let's say he, he's maybe let's say fatigue's kicking in. Okay. Okay. We had the All Star break coming up. Okay. Is it for him? Do you want him to to be a part of all those festivities? To not really get a break, go into the home run derby, do play the All Star game. Get maybe a day off or two, and then act, and then come back and try to I mean, propel this Orioles team because it literally is laying on his bat. Really, the fanboy in me wants you wants him part of all that stuff because you want to be, you want him to do well, uh-huh. so you can be like, "That's my guy. Mm-hmm. That's not your guy. That's my guy." Mm-hmm. The I want to go to the playoffs fan of me, the the guy, the blogger podcast fan of me says. It wouldn't be the worst thing if, if he just was if he had to go back to you know wherever he's from Texas or whatever and sit at home like guys like Nick Marquez who unfortunately didn't make the All Star team those guys get to go home and they get to rest for f- five six days so the, what what is more important your base you are you are selected into the All Star Game Home Run Derby participating in that event or making uh, the playoffs well it's absolutely the playoffs I mean I don't think anyone would say anything different with that being said Chris Davis isn't in a position. Where to he, not go? Yeah. He's well he's right now he's showcasing himself for 
big money. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you listen. If you're Chris Davis, you still have to sell your brand of Chris Davis and mm-hmm. get yourself out there. Um, the, these type of, type of runs he's on right now don't happen all the time. You know, people are he's a, now a national story. Mm-hmm. Um, he's no longer just a Baltimore story. He's a national story. People are talking about if he gets to 62 home runs, is that the real home the, run record? Uh-huh. Yeah. So you have stories like that being written. So with that being said, he has no choice but to go. He has no choice but to go. He has, you know, obviously he was going to get picked for the home run derby, um, which he's doing. He has to go to the Fan Fest stuff. His line at the Fan Fest for signings is going to be longer than a lot of people's. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to do the, have to do all the all-star interviews. Um, You know, it's still a fan's... He still plays a fan's game. And so he has to he you have to do those parts and that's and that's kind of what I like about the major league baseball all-star game and all the festivities that they do because like if you really think about the home run derby they still get most likely the top home run hitters to participate in this event you go to the NBA for all the dunk contest people that you want like LeBron or or Kobe or whoever they don't participate in it no, and it's more yeah. of a you know, it, you're seeing scrubs and bums doing reverse slam dunks. You're like, wow. So it's that- a little bit different. And I, I, you know, the, the problem with what, what's happened now with the dunk contest is that the the basketball, you know, off topic a little bit from the Orioles, but true, is that these guys don't want to lose. Mm-hmm. Losing LeBron James losing to Gerald Green or whoever hurts LeBron James versus Chris Davis not winning the All Star. You know, not mm-hmm. winning the home run derby. It's like. Who cares? You you couldn't even tell me who was in the home run derby last year. More who, who won the home run derby I, last year? Couldn't even tell you. Yeah, there you go. What's more? What's more exciting? A a let's say crazy dunk they do the dunk in like a, in the dunk contest, or if Crush Davis hit it out of Fenway and <laughs> broke a car window. Well, if, if he hits it, if, <laughs> or, he, if, or, if he hits it out of Fenway playing from, just playing in it, City Field, that'd yeah, be well, very that, impressive. I'm just saying in general. Um, I mean, I would say. That when those guys get on runs where they hit like 20, 30 home runs, uh-huh. that's pretty impressive. But the dunk thing is just when those guys do dunks like that, that's always it's a little more impressive to me. Yeah. Just because like the physical, like the just like the physical attributes of behind what it takes to dunk and everything is. All right. Well, but nonetheless, but you know some people. Short of Chris Davis, we talked about you know home run derby. Don't want a minute because mm-hmm. there's always that thing that. Once you do the home run derby, that it actually messes up with your swing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys, you can see it from a lot of guys who are in the home run derby in years past, it takes them a while to get readjusted because it, they say that you you adjust your swing differently because it's not like a regular swing. Mm-hmm. So there's that that theory that you wouldn't want him, you wouldn't want him to do it because you don't want to mess with the swing of a guy who's hitting 33 home runs and 85 RBIs or whatever and batting over 300. But... For for Chris Davis, it might be happening at the best time because mm-hmm. he is probably pressing a little bit, um, and the pressure to even to perform in the home run derby. So, yeah, yeah. You, you don't think that's pressure? Ah, uh, I don't think those guys. I don't. I don't think those guys put too much pressure on themselves. Uh, I, th- I think so. Look, trust me. If he goes up there I and think throws a, guy, a goose egg or get one, eh, you're tell- I'm telling you, Piazza did that. No one cared. Uh, I think a guy like maybe David Wright. If we're if we're in Canem Yards, I think there'd be pressure for Chris Davis. A guy like David Wright, who's who's in his home park, there's probably a little bit of pressure on him it's to want to put up good numbers. But nonetheless, um, so it it kind of you know with with Chris, you hope that it doesn't mess with his swing too much. 
But maybe this is good timing with him, you know, kind of mired in the slump a little bit, and his swing's getting a little out of whack. So, so does the all-star break, does this come, could this not come at a better time for the Baltimore Orioles? Can't come soon enough right now. Like, is this, like, do we want, I mean, if it was, if this slump was happening, I don't know, a month ago, yeah. would you would you be more pressed and say, eh, it's still early, or since, look, we're almost, we're at the halfway point, that we all-star breaks here, our starting pitching sucks, our bullpen is pretty much bent, and they're just blown out, our hitting is, is starting well, starting to slump. Well, got, more than anything, you have, I think you need it for the, the bullpen. And none of those guys are going to the All-Star game, which is fine. Mm-hmm. They can all go home. They can all go fly fishing or whatever those guys do. They, they, they always seem to do some – every relief pitcher always seems to be some, like, country bumpkin. Like, they they're always, like, go home and, like, go hunting for hogs or whatever they want to do, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. Get rest. You know, get their arms. Um, we don't have any starting pitchers. So, again, for us, for a team that needs to rest their arms, this is – Probably can't come soon enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we got one more series left before that happens. And for the bats, some of these guys are pressing a little bit. You know, obviously Chris Davis is. Um, Adam Jones is a little bit. Um, you know, again, he looked I'm, foolish in in the bat the <laughs> other night. Oh, and and I say it so many times on foolish. Twitter, and people say it too. And you get to the point, and I kind of just said a couple. I said I t- tweeted out like a couple of days ago. That I'm, I'm not going to say anything about Adam Jones swinging bad pitches anymore because it's just a waste of every time. Mm-hmm. Because he's just he's just going to keep doing it. Like it's just like ingrained in his brain to just swing it. Just now he's swinging it terrible pitches everywhere. But then you look at him, he's batting like 290, and you're just like, I don't. Yeah. Because we talked about this obviously a lot when Dylan was here. You know, the thing that makes him successful is also kind of the thing that kills him. It's because he just kind of gets up there and hacks, and mm-hmm. a lot of good stuff happens with that. You know, however, the, it, I'll say this. So, off top a little bit, but I'll get back to Adam Jones real quick. Is that I did a uh, a bevy, which is the bird uh, bird's eye view Baltimore guys. They do like their midway. They're doing like a midway thing where they're getting different podcasting guys okay. to announce awards. Okay. So the one award that I chose was I called it the Taylor T Garden Captain Clutch Award, which was who would you want up bottom of the ninth. Bases loaded, two outs, tie score. Who would you want up there? And far and away, I put this out. I, I put this out on a. Did I put that one on Twitter? No, I put that one on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Far and away, Nick Markakis was the far and away choice. Um, Nate McLeod got some votes. Machado got a couple votes. Even Chris Davis got a couple votes. Not one person said Adam Jones. Shocking, huh? I think it's I think it's telling. I think it's telling a little bit that that people don't trust him in big spots. Obviously, you want Nate Marquez up there because he doesn't strike out. He's like no. I think he's the hardest hitter to strike out in baseball, which makes sense because in that situation. But in the biggest situation possible, and he takes a lot of pitches too. Takes pitches, but in the biggest situation possible, you don't want to. You know, if you're Adam Jones, people are like people don't want me up there, mm-hmm. and not, to, to see. You know, not one person, and you know, I think there's like at least thirty or forty people chimed in, and not one person said Adam Jones. I mean, I, I think it's really telling that people literally don't trust him when he gets up there. So, yeah, that's. I mean, that's 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 interesting to hear. You know, the, the fans speaking that, you know, Adam Jones, like arguably, your top, you know, your top player, 
they don't want you in a clutch situation. They don't want you up to plate, up to bat with a clutch when, situation. When it line. matters, they don't want you up there. And that, to, that tells you that People tells are a saying, lot about... Listen, and I get Nick Marquez because he's an all probably should be an all-star this year, all-star in his own right, all-star before the bat and everything else, and Chris Davis and Manny Machado. But when people are t- people are saying Nate McLeod versus, you know, and listen, no one loves White Lightning as much as I do, <laughs> but when people are saying Nate McLeod over the guy we just gave a huge contract to mm-hmm. because everyone knows you swing at everything, and people are being hard on Adam Jones to the point, you know, I know Masson, they wrote an article on Masson there, people being too hard on him. If they listen to what he's about, to, the stats he's on pace for, it's, his stats are going to be insane. But people, but you know, but the layman can watch the game, you know. Even like I've, I always use everything I call it the mom test. Like even my mom could watch some of his at bats and go. I feel like my mom would look at me and go, "What, what was he doing? <laughs> what the hell?" Because he, he does out? stuff, and you're just like, like the balls before the like hitting the plate, or it's it's hitting and, and in and front someone, of the plate. And someone and made a good point that, that, you know, and this is with the protection of Chris Davis behind him, mm-hmm. and he's. And he's still swinging at these things. And you would you would think that with, with the protection of Davis behind him, that this would almost make him be a smarter, well, you would, a smarter. What it would do is you would go listen, batter to to get what, your own pitch. Because because you know what's going to have to happen is that people are going to have to pitch to you. Yeah, they're going to have to throw you strikes because they don't want to face Chris Davis with with a runner on. Sure. So if they're going to have to throw you strikes, but now they go, oh. He's he's barely protecting Chris Davis because we can throw this ball anywhere. Mm-hmm. He's gonna swing at everything. And some people, <laughs> real quick, another thing I hate on Twitter: when Adam Jones' approach at the plate does, in fact, suck. <laughs> it does. Say what you want. It stinks. He gets a lot of hits because he's just a freak athlete. It sucks. <laughs> when he happens to get a hit, don't be the guy who tweets out. Where's all those people? Where are those people talking about Adam Jones' plate? Because he got a home run against Marano Rivera. Great. That does everything's not okay. You can't do a bunch of crappy stuff and then do one good thing, and everyone's like, if something has continuously sucked, and then they, they that person happens to do something good, it doesn't. The problem's not over. Like, I saw someone tweet that out, and that's why I tweeted right back, and I was like, still sucks. He <laughs> he got a hit. He's supposed to get hits, which which I think for Adam Jones is more frustrating than anyone. Because it's not like Flaherty. You know, or who could see you when they're up there and they're like, they get out and you're just like, yeah, well, they kind of suck. Yeah, you're ex- it's, it's expected. It's almost expected. When they do get hit, you're like, ooh. That was a good one. You're like, oh, hey. Awesome. Yeah. Let's get another one of those. Adam Jones is frustrating because he's batting 290 and, he, and that's his approach mm-hmm. at the plate. Could, if he could fix that at all, and it's not, and people are like, and don't think it's just people on Twitter saying, like, Adam Jones' approach sucks. They say it on every broadcast when he strikes out, swinging at a pitch on a slider, low and away. They're like, uh, everything, you know, Gary Thorne's like, well, Buck has been taught, has talked to Adam about, you know, swinging at those. So Buck's having conversations with Adam Jones about this. He, he needs to just go up, be a little more patient. Look, I understand you want to rip the cover off the ball. I get it. Everyone wants to do it. But at, if I'm at Adam Jones, time, if I'm Adam Jones, I, I almost time. don't, there's, I don't swing at the first one. I don't. I don't ever. I know that some of those, uh, he's not. He's not built that way. No. And if one, if Adam Jones ever listened to this, he would probably make fun of me and telling me that I'm a loser or whatever, and I don't know how to play baseball, which is fine. But go up there, take a take a pitch or two, just see. Just see. <laughs> then then the worst thing is they're gonna throw him a strike. Then he's gonna be behind the count. Then he's gonna uh, be over over aggressive. <laughs> then, then he's, he's gonna, gonna strike out. Yeah. And then it's the same uh, thing. Whatever. So 
maybe he should just stick to what he's doing because it's working right now, but at some point now, it's making him look okay. a little foolish. So enough about Adam Jones. Because again, he's still batting 290. Adam Jones is only frustrating because how talented he is. Yeah. That's the only reason. Like I said, if he was doing this news and his name was Ryan Flaherty, he'd be like, hey, Ryan Flaherty. You know? But he is a beast. He is because you know, freakishly talented. If he just corrected some of these and took a couple more walks, he'd be batting 320. Yeah. So I did hear something today that, you know, Kevin Gaussman gets sent down. And that Buck said that when he gets called back up, he doesn't plan to have him come back up as a reliever. Okay. So he's planning that Gaussman will be the starter the next time he comes up. One, do you like how, what they're doing with Gaussman? Do you like how they're do you like how they're playing how they're doing this? I've seen a couple people on Twitter said they don't you know they don't like the up and down the the starter the reliever back to starter. I still you know Gaussman's pitched great out relief, but I still haven't seen anything where you know. Look, when he's almost anointed or anointed the. You know the next big thing, essentially, he's our number one starter. That's you know that's what he's going to come in to do, and he doesn't p- perform up to that level. Y- yes, there's a little bit of concern, but at the same point, I'm not really sure that I do agree with Buck in, in how they're handling the situation. You bring him up, and then you send him back down. You bring him up back into the bullpen. He has a good outing, and then he goes back to the bullpen again. Then he's back down. It's like, well, what are you really doing to this kid's? mindset and confidence you know if you're if you're gonna let him stay up here whether it's in the reliever role keep him there or if you're gonna put him in out on the mound as starting pitcher keep him there but don't I, I don't I don't like how they go starter back down a triple a reliever back down it's like well it's like what are you really hoping to do by doing this? if I'm if I'm them I, I kind of just put them I kind of just leave them as a reliever this year let them kind of work it out mm-hmm. and then next year Go into camp with him as a starter. Mm-hmm. Work out whatever you you've seen that needs to be worked out. Let him get a little confidence in the relief spot. Um, again, still needs to work. That he still need, he's learning that you can't just groove. You know that 95, 97 mile fastball you throw doesn't fly when you just groove it over the middle. Mm-hmm. But again, it, it the going back and forth. But I I do kind of like that. I I'll say that I like Buckeye's the idea that that relief thing was a short thing, but we need this guy. Mm-hmm. So and again, and, maybe, and, and and like you said, that's probably the reason why they brought him up. They're like, look, our bullpen is shot right now. We need somebody need the in arm. here to, to eat innings because if I keep it, if we keep up what we're doing, and he realizes that the starting pitching is in great shakes right now, and they're not making it past the fourth so inning. So I guess the idea is if if you're planning on using Gaussman again or Britton, who is that? Is is Hamill the odd man out now? I mean, it would seem weird that you'd get Fellman. Well, you got Chen, who's back up. Chen Gonzalez Tillman. Gonzalez Tillman. You just traded for Feldman, so I thought you throw him to the, you know. Yeah, so I guess you keep Feldman. So if you're gonna, you're gonna go to, th- I know, Bucks talked about going to a six man rotation. Now I don't think you need to go to six. <laughs> six man rotation worries me a little bit, only because I don't think you need six guys out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially because it's not like the problem with the Orioles right now is they're not picking between between six number ones. It's like which six number sixes. It's like six number threes. <laughs> like which of you guys can I convince is like maybe like a two? Yeah. Where some of you fours, I can probably talk myself into being threes. So, listen, it's you know someone said should I you know someone tweeted me yesterday should I, should we be worried? And I said I was in full blown panic mode. Because <laughs> don't uh, tell me it's early because these games count. Yes, and, they do. count. And this is why I said earlier that that the idea of just winning series. 
That's why that that why that theory that everyone has of just win the series, I don't like because you know why? In a perfect world, you win every series. It's fine, but you're gonna go through these stretches, and all of a sudden, those those chances you had at sweeping teams, mm-hmm. those come back. Th- those come back to bite you, and and if this team is already is already fatigued and you know f- ready for the All Star, you know, understandable it happens. Mm-hmm. But you know when you're dropping you're dropping games to teams like Cleveland, and a and a beat up New York team that's already lost three straight. I mean, you need you need to start stockpiling these wins now. You see what you see what a team like Tampa's done, winning six straight and going, you know. Nine and one in their last ten, and now mm-hmm. they've vaulted up out of nowhere. And that's what and that's what the Orioles need to do. They need to they need to write this ship quickly, and they need to end end this first half on a high note. And they 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 need to start winning. What is it? They got four games left. Is that what it's four games before the All Star break? So they got two, I think five. All right, so they have five. two tonight, and I think they have three against Toronto. I could be wrong. So about that. they they need they need to win at least four. Chen needs five. Chen needs to uh. He needs to come out. He needs a he needs a Chen, dominant Chen, Chen needs something a dominant performance. Chen needs that stuff tonight yes. because it uh we are in f- we lose tonight. You you might be full blown uh full blown full blown panic mode for your your boy right here because well hopefully hopefully it's not so who then who do we got next who do, who do we got coming look up this, look at the schedule right now we've got uh where are we at here Texas like obviously. Tonight. Two games through Texas. I think we have Texas. So we have Texas tonight, mm-hmm. Thursday, and mm-hmm. then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We are home against the Blue Jays. All right. So do you want to go on your prediction of what what we have got for these next five games? Do you want to do you want to call that right now? Call it right now. All right. Zero zero in the third right now. All right. For that Texas game, I say they're probably win tonight. They're gonna win tomorrow because the Blue Jays just the Blue Jays. The Rangers, I think, just sent down you Darvish, put you Darvish on the DL. Um so they have to fill in a starter. Mm-hmm. And then they'll win two out of three. So I four and one. I don't believe that. We'll go three and two. Three and two? I'm gonna say four and one. I'm gonna take the high route with them. Uh I had my my prediction going correctly until uh, they just blew it for the second game, <laughs> and all of a sudden the wheels fell off, and and now they have been going okay. downhill. So before we're gonna wrap it up here, uh, before we get out of here, I'm gonna try something. I didn't tell you this. All right. So you know, people listen to us. Mm-hmm. You know, we obviously appreciate the support. Um, we say our names at the beginning, but I don't think people know a lot about us. Okay. So we're going to do every show. I'm going to ask you a question. All right. And it's going to be kind of get to know Orioles Uncensored. All right. And then am, am I asking you the same question for you too? I'm going to answer or the question. Or you're just going to answer I'm going to answer the question. Okay. So the question today is, All right. what is your music guilty pleasure? My music guilty pleasure. For everyone who doesn't know... Aaron only listens to white reggae bands. That's not true. That, I, I, <laughs> Mostly white. I do. I do. A, I listen to a lot of white reggae bands. <laughs> Soja and Revolution. Yes, I listen to you all. They um, might all be the same. They might, in fact, all be the same band. No. What? No. And uh, no, I do like reggae. Whatever. I like all types of music, but um, guilty pleasure, huh? Uh, what's the one thing where you're just like, where you, out now, just like I enjoyed that type of music. You know, it's it. 
I actually like classical music. Okay. Uh, I like you I like, like some good classical. I like classical music. I I have I I I enjoy it. I will listen to like the eight ninety oh, eighty nine or whatever it is. War W H U R something like yeah. that. I I I don't mind it. Of of all the stuff that is, uh, I I don't mind listening to some good old <laughs> old classic instrumental music. And for you, what is what is your guilty pleasure? I mean, let me guess. You're probably gonna say like Britney Spears or Insync yeah. or you nailed it, Britney Spears. This is how long this is oh, how geez. this is how long me and, this is how long <laughs> me and, me and Kirby have been friends that he nailed that. <laughs> I am a sucker for late '90s, early yeah. early 2000s pop music. Yes, you like, are. I I love it way more than I love it way more than any 31 year old straight man should. Oh, Lindsay, yes, yes, you do. Lindsay always makes fun of me about my music taste because, like, I like in the movies. I like are weird. Like, I watched uh, watch. Have you ever seen Pitch Perfect? No, I, no, I haven't. First of all, that joint is a that joint is funny. I like me some <laughs> acapella. There goes you like your acapella. I do. Listen, I like. I enjoy oh, me some geez. acapella, some aca, some acapella, and I enjoy. But really, when it comes down to it, like the late nineties, like the really the Backstreet Boys and Sync stuff, it can really like you are. You know what I'm sucker for? Harmony. <laughs> I enjoy a good harmony. You're, <laughs> you are butt hurting. I. You know what I. It is what it is. It, uh, you do love your 98 Degrees, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, You Drive Me Crazy, and Oops, I Did It Again. Listen, I've been, on, love them I've been on plenty of car rides with you where, where I, I put those in. <laughs> act like you don't know the word. Act like you don't know the words to every one of those songs. There isn't one song that I know that you don't know every word to. Trust me. I've been way <laughs> drunk enough with you enough times that you've sang those songs and done those dances. So... Obviously, you don't like it to extent I do. Yes. but don't act like, don't act like okay, it, Aaron yes. Kirby's too good for uh for good old old school Britney or NSYNC, sure. So, hopefully, when we come back. We might be off next week. Haven't decided, but hopefully, when we do come back, the ship's righted. You know, just just getting any kind of momentum into the All Star break would be great. Um, just because again, you know, pe- people. It doesn't. When people say it's early, it is early. But these mm-hmm. games count. Yeah. And you can't lose these. You can't lose these games now, and especially with Toronto, who is back down. You know, back under five hundred, back in the cellar, mm-hmm. because Boston isn't going anywhere. No. The shock. The shock of the season. They, the, for me, it, is Boston right now. If you think they're going anywhere, you're crazy because their pitching staff, especially with effing Lackey, who lost about four hundred pounds and now is back to him. You mm-hmm. know, back to his old self. And Buckholz and Lester, and then you, you know Ortiz and those guys—they're not going anywhere. So if you're waiting for the for them to go somewhere, it's not happening. So we're gonna need to play way better than we played the first half to make up these five and a half games. Absolutely, and then maybe maybe when we get back. And someone said Tampa. Tampa has like a their starters have like a sub two ERA since like June something or ju- something Eek. some stupid number that's like oh. look like the fast pitch softball girls, you know. Like when they have like point one, point one, and they have like nineteen no hitters and like forty four perfect games or something, thousand Ks. And yeah, like how's that possible? It's basically what they're doing right now, and the, you know they have they have that offense that's coming around. So, and well, Yankees, uh, you know who knows? Who knows with them? Tampa Bay O's. Look, we like we, we Toronto. We, Toronto sucks, but they don't suck. They don't. Look, they went on. They went on a good run. Now they're kind of they fell back a little bit but we know this is, we knew this was going to happen the AL East is going to be competitive as always but the Orioles need to okay. to get their stuff back together go into the break with some type of wins hopefully when we come back we'll do a show 
maybe on a little recap of uh, Davis Home Run Derby. We'll see how well they did in the All Star Games, and then uh, get back to the ground for the second half of the season. But as always, I'm your host John Wilkes with my co-host Aaron Kirby. Yes, sir. We're Ball Hogs Radio. We're Ball Hogs Radio. Orioles uncensored. We're Orioles uncensored. We're out of here. Peace. Cause it's bad for your ears Your friends will all be sorry when they can't hear And save the hell away from drugs Cause they not legal Then bury all your money in the backyard Like a beagle Cause you should never trust the bank They've been known to fail And never travel by car or bus Boat or by rail And don't travel by plane And don't travel at all Build a bomb shelter basement with titanium walls And wear titanium suits In case pianos fall on ya And never go with saunas Cause they're crawling with piranhas And never take the stand Make him check your food for poison And if you think your mailman is a spy Then destroy him No blankets or pajamas They can choke you in your sleep Two words about furniture Killing machines Board your windows up The sun is bad for your health And always wear a straight jacket So you're safe from yourself Uh-huh Take no chances. no chances. Start freelancing right now. Invest in your future. Don't dilute your finances. Uh-huh. 401k. K. Make sure it's low risk. Then get some real estate. How much? 4.2%. 30-year mortgage. That's important. That's a great deal. And if you can't afford it, don't forge it on your last bill. Renting is for suckers right now. A dependable savings and you'll retire with money in your account. Be solo. Say no, no. Isolate yourself and just roll solo. Be careful, low. You wanna look out on those dance floors.